Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. These podcasts are brought to you in part by our sponsors, who really truly are what make these podcasts possible every week. O'Fallon Nutrition is a company that I've worked with for over 15 years. They're independently owned and operated, located here in O'Fallon, Missouri, right off of Highway K and Mexico Road. I call this place the Whole Foods of St. Charles County, but even if you are not located on this side of the river, it is still worth the drive. I can remember working all the way down at Powerhouse and still sending people out to O'Fallon Nutrition for their supplements. They are more than a supplement company. You can get grass-fed beef, salad dressing, seasoning for your cooking, uh, hair care products, makeup, uh, deodorant, toothpaste, uh, essential oils, and all the vitamins and minerals that you can think of. If you're looking for clean, whole food nutrition, as well as home care, house care, skin care products, O'Fallon Nutrition is your place. You can take a look at them at O'FallonNutrition.com. Or if you'd like to have something shipped, if you're listening to me from outside of St. Louis, you can certainly have items shipped. I know they do free shipping if it's an order over $50. And the phone number is 636-240-5283. Again, it's O'FallonNutrition.com. As well as if um, preparing your food on a weekly basis is your primary excuse for why you're not able to stay on a good clean eating program, which is something that I hear very regularly from my clients, I would ask you to please take the time to check out Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com. They are a phenomenal place. We get our food from there during the week. They deliver to our integrity location. They will deliver to your house. Uh, They also uh, are just available for pickup. You can go to their Chesterfield location or their Kirkwood location and just pick up meals for the day as well as um, just having them delivered right to your door. So if preparing your food is your main excuse for why you cannot stay on a healthy eating program, then I would suggest just stop by Pure Plates. Just try it. If you're trying to lower your blood pressure, you're trying to lower your cholesterol, you're trying to get your blood sugar down, try to do Pure Plates meals for a week and just see how different you feel. These are organic meals. They are gluten-free. If you need them to be, they can be dairy-free. They are soy-free. You're not taking any processed sugars or meat curing agents or preservatives. They really truly believe in nutrient dense meals that are just whole food nutrition. And I've had my clients or I've made recommendations for my clients for years at Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com or you can call them to ask questions at 636-778-3555. Again, remembering that they have a location in Chesterfield as well as in Kirkwood that you can just run by and pick up a meal today. Everyone always asks me where I get my meat from, and given that I really eat meat on a daily basis, um, typically beef primarily, uh, my meat is very important to me. I have an autoimmune condition, and I want grain-free, corn-free meat, and I just haven't found the confidence in stores in knowing that I'm getting 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef. And I have searched and searched and searched for the right farm, and I have found the farm. It's fedfromthefarm.com, fed, F-E-D, from the farm.com. These 
farmers are amazing. It's a it's it's a family. They're they're here in Missouri and they have the desire just like I do to see people well and to see people healthy and they put a lot into what they do. It's such a wonderful family to support. They do uh, offer 100% grass finished, grass fed, meaning that's it. Uh, a beef and I get my ribeyes, I get uh, you know my ground beef, my ground sirloin, I get my chuck roast. I mean, they basically have everything. They even have awesome jerky, but they also have eggs. They have chickens and they have turkey. I'm planning on getting a turkey uh, for Thanksgiving. And if you'd like lamb, they have that as well. Uh, But if you are in need of good quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef or quality eggs, chicken, turkey, uh, don't don't just settle for what you're getting at the local store. to go out on the internet and check out Fed from the Farm, uh, that you can arrange a pickup or you can have it delivered to your for, for to your home, and I can guarantee you you're going to taste the difference. Uh, for me, it my health actually depends on it, so I really thank God to have found such a great farmer. FedFromTheFarm.com. I hope it blesses you. Welcome to Faith, Fuel, and Fitness, the Integrity Way, with your hosts, John and Debbie Morris from Integrity Training Systems. Good afternoon, everybody. This is John and Debbie Morris with Integrity Training Systems on Real Talk 93.3. Happy to be back together with you this week, starting off by talking about what it means to be a warrior. If you look up the word warrior in the dictionary, what you will find is a brave or experienced soldier. And as I say every week, if you've not listened to us, I like to point out that it is the word or and not the word and. So when you're considering yourself a warrior and thinking about if you're actually capable of battling life and taking on what life is throwing at you, you don't have to be brave. Um, You just have to be experienced. And most of us can say, I think, without a reasonable doubt, that We have some form of experience. You know, we've been through a thing or two. We all have a testimony. We've all got things that we've had to overcome. And at any moment in time, if you were to ask that version of yourself what the hardest thing they've had to overcome is, it would probably be the thing that they were in the midst of. You know, if you look back and think, man, this is just a moment I'm not going to be able to overcome. This is a moment I'm not going to be able to fight through. And you've made it to where you are now. So somehow you pushed through and overcame it. So whatever you're dealing with at this moment, if you think about the fact that you've been there before, maybe in a different circumstance, but the same mentality, that you should be able to overcome what you're dealing with as well. So we like to talk every week about what either Debbie or I have been experiencing or our clients. Last week, I spent basically the entire time talking about myself and some things I've been through. So, Deb, if you've got anything you'd like to start with this week or anyone, uh, why don't you go ahead? I just recorded uh, this morning. I, I do a podcast uh, with uh, Rochelle Kane with K-Build Construction. Uh, we do it once a month, and we, you know, the, the entire thing is a Bible study, basically, where we, we pick a topic and we just, you know, really try to expand on that topic. And today we were talking about uh, the power of our words and just what we speak over our life. And uh, Proverbs 18.21 was one of the first scriptures that we talked about. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. 
the tongue can be used as a weapon to harm and destroy or as a tool to build and heal and just, you know, getting to the bottom of what type of an impact we're making with our words. I know for me, it just is, it's a daily, that's my daily warrior battle. That's my daily shield is equipping myself with the words that I speak equipping myself first with what I'm allowing myself to think about what's possible for my day, what's possible for my life, what's possible for my health, what's possible for my business, what's possible for my relationships. And then what comes from that? Like, do I speak that to my husband? Do I speak that to my, my daughter? Do I speak that to my clients? Do I speak it to my employees? Like, what am I actually speaking about? Am I speaking about the fact that I can do all things through Christ, um, that I'm more than a conqueror, or am I speaking about just how difficult things are, uh, how tired I am, how hurt I am, how uh, hard things are, uh, and and why I don't understand, you know, why they can't be easier. So on our way home from Florida a couple weeks ago, I was reading an email that was from, I want to say six or seven years ago, and it kind of uh, block, blocked out, you know, um, my earnings and, you know, uh, had to kind of explain where I was with things in terms of what was in my checking account, what was in my savings account, what was in my investment account, and uh, and just, you know, what my monthly earnings were. And I I just read it and I just sat back in the in the chair and I just thought to myself, I immediately thought to myself, what are, how could you have failed yourself so much to have gone from that to go to where you are today? I didn't think how many lives have you changed? How many lives have you saved? Um, how many people are you impacting every single day with the space that you have and with the life-changing environment that you've created? I thought to myself, look at the numbers then and look at the numbers now and you're a failure. How could you have put yourself in a position where you could have failed that much? And the struggle is, is that I put myself in that position because God called me to be in that position. He positioned John and I to open our own place. And the first five or six years of opening our own place, I didn't take any earnings from it. John was the only one that took a paycheck. I I did it for free. I did all of the nutrition for free. If you did nutrition with me for the first six years of us being open at Integrity Training Systems in Winghaven, I did it for free. And I did it because I... I was serving God in doing it. But the the thing is, is that you can't talk yourself into believing that you are a failure. You can talk yourself into believing that there's no hope in your situation. You can talk yourself into believing that, you know, your health will never change, that you will never lose the weight, that you will never make the money, that you will never save the money, that you will never open the big building, you'll never do any of the things. Or... Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You can talk yourself into believing the polar opposite. I can look at that and say, and this is what I said to John last night. I just started listing it. I was like, I had this much in my checking account. I made this much each month. I even had a month where I made this much. If I did it before, I can do it again. And now I can impact more lives with that type of income. So if I start making that money now, I have more in li- more lives I can impact than what I did back then because I have more influence at this point. So I have to turn it around. I have to look at it and say, that's, that's going to catapult me. 
that confidence and knowing that I've done it before is going to catapult me to the next level and show me how I can do it again. But there's the battle. The battle is put your shield up, block that those that bad thinking, block those thoughts from even coming into space, and desperately fight with your sword, with your helmet on, with all of the armor of God against speaking out that you are a failure, against speaking out that you'll never accomplish this, against speaking out about how unfair it is or how unjust it is. Just don't even speak it because it becomes such a reality. Start speaking about how grateful you are, how thankful you are, how God has been with you every step of the way. He has provided for John and I in ways we couldn't have even made up. We couldn't have even asked him to provide. He has made sure that we were always taken care of in every step of our life for our business, for our employees, for our daughter, and for everything that we do. For that, we are so thankful. I think the main thing that I take away from that and want people to understand is that there are different scales with which you should weigh your success or where you are in life. And if you only use one scale for the entirety of everything you accomplish, a lot of times I think you'll find some form of failure because I believe humankind inherently is negative. And so unless you make a decision to remain positive or try to create positivity in your day, you're going to default to this kind of glass half full or I don't even care what's in my glass mentality. You know, you look at people who have owned major corporations and made millions upon millions of dollars, they file bankruptcy and then they create more corporations that make millions upon millions of dollars. If they get hung up in the bankruptcy, then they're never going to go to the next phase of what they're doing. And and that's not just monetarily, but they may be affecting more people or giving more people jobs by having those next companies. You know, we deal with this in health and wellness all day long. You know, people might come with the intention to lose weight and not see the scale drop that they want to see, but their brain fog is better. Their energy levels are higher. Their sleep is more regulated. Their blood sugar is controlled. And it's like you have to learn to look at other variables because if the one scale being the weight scale isn't moving the way you think or want it to move, you may actually end up sabotaging all of the positive things that are going on in your life. Just like Debbie said, if she were to get hung up on the fact that financially we aren't in the same place we were a decade ago, she could give up all of the people that we are assisting and helping on a daily basis. The amount of people that are helped not only by our facility, but the amount of people that are within our facility providing that further help at this time while we move forward towards the call that we know God has on our lives. So, I guess in closing, as we get this segment kind of rounded out, just want you to realize that no matter what your battle is, you're not alone. And if you've overcome a battle in the past, you can overcome the battle you're in now. And we will help you to warrior up. You know, if the weight loss is what you need, if a health change is what you need, and your mind is trying to convince you that you can't do it, we will convince you otherwise. We will commit with you through a program to really keep you on the path of health and wellness and really just help you to make a, a positive lifestyle change. For more information on a six-month nutrition program with us at Integrity Training Systems, take a look at integritytrainingsystems.com. Or for a free personal fitness assessment with any of our personal trainers, give us a call at 636-299-2208. 
for nutrient-dense, gluten-free, dairy-free baked goods delivered to your doorstep from my bakery to your your doorstep. Take a look at sophiesbakery.com. And for 100% grass-fed beef delivered to you, take a look at fedfromthefarm.com. Welcome back, everybody. This is John and Debbie Morris with Integrity Training Systems on Real Talk 93.3. Just got done talking with you about what it means to be a warrior as we strive through life. And I want to go right into what it means to grind. This is one of those catchwords, the hashtags, the things that you see and hear across every Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever, all of the other things that I'm too old to know what they are at this point. I'm not on like any of them, but Grinding, grinding, grinding. This is what everybody talks about. They talk about it in life. They talk about it in work, health, you know, uh, grinding with their families, you know, pushing through. And I, I believe that there's actually a positive message in the concept of grinding. But just recently, Debbie actually posted on her Facebook about grinding, but a little differently than what I'm currently referencing. She was talking about our parents, the era before us. And you saw them work themselves. You know, I remember my dad growing up, he worked in a factory to provide for me and my three siblings. And at one point in time, when he first moved to St. Louis, he was living out of a Pinto station wagon down by the river, like legitimately lived under the bridge and uh, worked his way into a plant. He started on the floor and eventually ultimately worked his way up to being the plant manager And I remember a time where I believe he was like 25 years in and he took his first sick day because he was really sick and he would always work, you know, all day, every day. It was like 108 degrees in the factory, even in the winter. And he would come home and still try to make time for his family. And that's just what he did. You know, I mean, he, he got up every morning at three 30, he went into work, he worked through the heat. He did manual labor, he came home, he hung out with his family, he ate dinner, and he went to bed. And you never heard him talk about the grind. You never heard him talk about, you know, grinding through his day of work or, you know, grinding through life. And I think we have to be careful when we start to talk about the grind because it starts to perpetuate, at least in my mind, something negative when attached to life. You know, when I think of grinding, I don't necessarily think of something positive. And like Debbie referenced in the first segment, there's power in your words. So if you're like, all right, I'm back to the grind, which is usually the way you hear it talked about, it's really easy to start to have disdain towards the things you do on a daily basis, whether that be, you know, getting back to your job after a vacation, whether that be spending time with your family after doing something that you're out having fun doing, you know, I I never really hear it under a positive denotation where someone's saying, Oh, I can't wait to get back to my grind. You know, you also hear it with exercise in our industry as well. You know, I just got to stay in the grind to stay in shape. And it's like, that's not really going to make you, it's not going to perpetuate an idea that you would like to, to do what it is that you need to do. And so I guess, Debbie, when you think about the grind and you hear people talk about it, like, 
What does that mean to you? Like, how do you address getting people to potentially not think about life or even health as a grind? I guess one of the things that is just um, uniquely different here nowadays is, you know, being in fitness for 25 years and, and, you know, through a very extended period of time, there, there wasn't a, a Facebook or an Instagram or whatever, all the other things, but what I find interesting is where people have to post about um, the grind, you know, like they they're they're seeking approval for yeah. working hard. Uh, yeah. Rather, they're seeking approval for working hard at their job or they're seeking approval for working hard at the gym. You know, like I just worked a 15 hour day and you got to tell everybody that you work a 15 hour day or I just put in two hours at the gym. But you got to tell everybody that you put in two hours at the gym. I guess for me, I've just always respected a person that worked hard in silence and let the success basically make the noise for them. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I just feel like we don't always have to sit and talk about how hard we work. Um, You know, I mean, there's just going to be people that brag on themselves. That's just part of the deal. Um, But, you know, it it doesn't it doesn't make you. you know, accomplish any more by sitting around telling everybody that you did a workout or by sitting around telling everybody that you worked a certain amount of hours. Now, the one thing that I think, um, you know, does have a, a bit of a, a negative impact is when you start to see people follow a person for the way that they are living their life. Perfect example is Jocko Willink. I absolutely love Jocko Willink. I think his messages are outstanding. He's a Navy SEAL. And he would wake up every day and post a picture of his watch. And his watch would be, like, that would be his only post. His watch would be 3.30. His watch would be 4. His watch would be 4.30. And suddenly I just had clients that just started basically feeling like they were pretty much failing if they were not getting up at 4.30 to do their workout or if, right. they, were, if, they, if they were not, like, you know, sacrificing that much sleep to, be, to do their workout. Good for Jocko that he is able to do that. But but you may not have the same life that Jocko has. Right. I mean, he's he's created a different life for himself. He also spent many, many, many years in the military in which he probably got up at 3.30 in the morning literally every single day of his life. Right. That makes sense for his body. That makes sense for his adrenals. That makes sense for his health. That might not make sense for you that you get up at 3.30 or 4.30 to do the grind. And if you get up and you do that and you feel horrible, there's probably a reason for it. That's probably not your time of the day that you need to be exercising. I guess for me, I would just look for some humility um, a little bit more and, and just say, you know, if you're really trying to improve your health or you're trying to work hard, you know, work hard, but you don't always have to to show proof that you've worked that hard. You don't always have to get a pat on the back for it. Sometimes we should just be working hard because that's really what God's called us to do. He's called us to give our very best in all areas of our life. We don't have anything owed to us. We actually have to work at receiving anything that we get. His grace is, is, and his love and his mercy are free, but we faith without action, it's, it's dead. So we have to get our feet moving in order to accomplish and make things happen. You know, I just think you have to be careful with receiving your validation from others. And if you're talking about working 100 hours a week when you're not, 
then you're just looking for a false validation and eventually it's going to collapse on you and you're going to feel like what you're doing isn't worth it. Right. That's so good. Absolutely. I think more of him, less of me, you know, so the validation that I'm seeking is from him and you feel that in your heart, the Holy Spirit comes and just really impresses upon you that, that he's near and that he's pleased with you. When you are pleasing God, you know it. You feel a peace that doesn't, it doesn't match any other peace in the world. You know, so will we help you grind? Absolutely. Will we create a path for you to work hard? Absolutely. That's what we do at Integrity. But we'll be realistic about it and we make sure that we create a healthy balance with it so that you can maintain it for a lifetime. Absolutely. That's what we do with our six-month nutrition program or with our free personal fitness assessment to get you started with personal training. Take a look at us at IntegrityTrainingSystems.com or 636-299-2208 for nutrient-dense, gluten-free, dairy-free baked goods from my personal bakery delivered to your doorstep. Take a look at Sophie'sBakery.com and for 100% grass-finished beef delivered to your door, take a look at FedFromTheFarm.com. Welcome back, everybody. John and Debbie Morris with Integrity Training Systems on Real Talk 93.3. I want to talk a little bit about red alerts in health. That's what I call them, at least, is red alerts. I always think of like a military terminology or law enforcement where something goes completely sideways, like a lights and sirens situation. And they happen in our health. And sometimes they're taken seriously and other times they're not. And I had a red alert that ultimately led to me meeting Debbie and doing her nutrition program, losing 100 pounds, getting myself healthy, getting myself well, getting my heart right, and then continuing to remain in health so that I don't have to deal with another one of those situations. Unfortunately, red alerts are happening more and more with a lot of people. Discovery of autoimmune conditions, diabetes is way up, uh, obesity is way up. These things that are actually creating a lot of health issues for people and robbing people of their lives. And so what I would say is if you preemptively attack your health, you can actually avoid a situation where you have to deal with a red alert. And if you've had the red alert, such as the heart attack or having an extra 200 pounds on you or becoming diabetic, the process is actually more difficult than if you just preemptively create a situation where it's not going to happen. If you suffer now, you know, we talk about this all the time, suffering the pain of discipline or suffering the pain of regret, you get yourself eating cleaner, you get yourself exercising and then you strive towards excellence of health and not creating a situation where you have a heart attack or any of these other conditions, then you don't have to regret later having that situation where you don't feel well, you have to recover, and then the work actually ultimately becomes more difficult because now you're unwinding something negative that has occurred. And so I think what I want people to think about is, what does your daily activity look like? What does your daily life look like? Are you so exhausted that exercise isn't even an option? 
Are you so tired that by the time you get home, you just kind of want your day to come to an end? Are you even enjoying life? You know, are you on the cusp of having a red alert or have you had one and then just not taking it serious? You know, I know a gentleman who had a situation where he was having some chest pains and he actually felt like he was having a heart condition as well as becoming borderline diabetic. So there was the possibility that not only was he going to be dealing with a cardiovascular issue, but diabetes. And it really freaked him out, really freaked him out. He was like, I got to get my food clean. Like I got to live for my family. So he knows he's close. Like he knows that this is a definite possibility based off of where his health is and how he's feeling. So he goes to the doctor Doctor does the scans, does the blood work, takes a look at everything, says, yeah, I mean, you're close, but you're pre-diabetic. You're not actually diabetic and your heart looks okay. Immediately, the red alert alarm is turned off. You know, the the check engine light has been reset. And the same guy goes, ah, you know, I, I know I still need to do something, but um, I, I'm not quite as in a hurry. And ultimately, the guy ends up doing nothing to get himself healthy. And it's like, if you experienced such a level of fear that you, you recognized you need to change something so that you can actually be well and live the rest of your life, but then ultimately get told, okay, at this moment you're okay, but you are still heading that direction. Why in the world would you not get out ahead of it now? And a lot of times what that has to do with is just procrastination and a lack of desire to do the work. And that's when we find ourselves in a position where we get to a place and say, oh, well, you know, I should have probably taken care of this a while back, but I didn't. And so now I'm having to overcome a a way worse situation. And I know you deal with this a lot, Debbie, because a lot of people that come to you are like me. They've had a heart attack and are now needing to lose the weight or they're dealing with cancer or like even, you know, some other extreme health situations. You deal with a lot of autoimmune conditions, which can result from a lowered immune system that is happening because of things that we're eating or things that we're taking in. So talk a little bit about what you do to help people stay on track when they come in for something like a red alert. Well, first is I think it's just helping a person to understand the science. You know, it's like to me, there's so much more to nutrition than uh, getting a new diet. You know, like giving a person a diet is sincerely, I feel like 10 percent of the process because most people could change things with several different diets that they could find. Now, would they stick with the diet would it give them energy? Would they be able to work with the diet? Like, would they would they be friendly to their family on the diet? No, probably none of those things would end up happening. But they could potentially make changes. But what I do in the beginning is just really help a person to understand how they got to the red alert. Of course, they're going to say, well, I wasn't exercising. I was eating really bad. Yeah, but what were you eating? And what were those combinations doing to your body? And how could it make a difference if we just manipulated, you know, the formula ever so slightly? And each step that we take in that direction, you'll start to see improvements. And if you start to understand, hey, did you know that your exercise actually impacts your HDL? And did you know that when you don't eat this food and you don't eat that food, but you do eat this food and you do eat that food, that it actually impacts your LDL? 
And if you knew those four things and you could just make that, those, those changes, just simply those changes, you would immediately start to make changes in your cardiovascular health because your cholesterol would start changing. And it would have nothing to do with how much fat you eat in a day. It, you know, it would have to do with how well balanced you were. And if we start to get you well balanced, we're going to lower your cholesterol. But in the very same note, if we start to lower your cholesterol, we are definitely lowering your blood sugar because the main thing to change cholesterol is going to be changing blood sugar and just stabilizing you and controlling blood sugar. So I would say the very first thing I do is just really educate a person on their health. What happens when you eat certain foods? What does it mean to have a, a nutrient-dense meal? What does it mean to have a balanced diet? What does it mean to have some a, a, a food plan that actually balances your hormones for you, that actually balances your brain for you and, and creates stability? That's the first thing because what we do is we actually build a foundation when we when we do that. We can create a scenario where a person is like, oh, okay, I have something to work from. And it's a way uh, deeper why now versus just, well, I know I need to not be diabetic. I know I need to not have high cholesterol. I know I need to lose 30 pounds. But now it's like, shoot, I look at that cracker. I look at that bread and I compare it to this plate full of vegetables and that little bowl full of fruit and, you know, this type of fish and this type of oil. And I think to myself, I had no idea that I could eat all of that food over there and feel that full and that satisfied and that clear in my mind and that energized. And yet I could eat these few pieces of bread or these few crackers and cause that much of, a, of an issue within my body. Right. I mean, I think for me, when I came to you, I had been explained to you by the heart doctor that I had worked with that I had given myself a heart attack, which felt like a strange concept to me because a lot of times, at least to that point in my life, I had considered heart attacks a uh, symptom or I guess a, ultimately a result of something genetic, you know, something that was predisposed and, and sent down through your lifeline or something that came from just um, a, a poor heart health in in the way of not exercising or something like that, you know, not doing cardio, if you will. I was uneducated. And basically what the doctor explained to me was that I had created a scenario where my heart had become so fatty because of how unwell I was. And then the consumption of the high octane drinks that I was bringing in in the form of sodas and energy drinks and uh, high caffeine that I basically created an arrhythmia in myself. You know, I, I gave myself that. It's like I was attempting to put a knock in my engine. That's how much I was consuming and bringing in. And ultimately, that's what happened. So I have no hereditary history of heart issues. I have no plaque, you know, and so I, I, I basically was in a position where I gave myself the red alert. And so that's what I mean when I mention where are you at with your health right now and are you on the way to one? Because a fair amount of these situations are actually regulatable. If you get in front of them, it's something that not only can you prevent, but it's a situation where you might actually have the ability to feel well. And so many people are walking around, I know I was, even in my 20s, thinking, well, this is what it feels like to get old. I just don't feel well. 
My back hurts. My knees hurt. I'm always tired. I'm fatigued. I have brain frog, 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 brain frog. I have <laughs> brain of, fog. Yeah, frog in your brain. I can't, yeah, I can't sleep. Thing. You know, I'm restless. Uh, I don't digest my food well. There's so many things that people are dealing with that if you just understand what you're supposed to be consuming and how to regulate the functionality of your body through proper exercise, you you could get your life back. You know, I've watched people doing this. I was thinking about this the other day. I actually sat and did some uh, some math because I was talking to someone about what it means to be an expert and how many hours that takes to, to become an expert. And I realized that this month I had passed 23,000 hours of one-on-one personal training that I've done since doing this. I've, I've done 23,000 one-on-one hours, a little over. And in the time that I've been doing that, I have worked with people from the age of 12 to the age of 94. And I have watched every decade's worth of people get some amount of their life that they had lost back. So it's never too late. You just have to determine that you want that life back and that you're willing to put the work in to get it. Absolutely. I mean, it's just, it's a commitment. And sometimes you'll walk in the door because you have a red alert and you're scared and, you know, you don't know if you can stay committed, but getting in the door is the first step. There's a team of people behind those doors that will kind of latch on to you and that will encourage you, that will inspire you, and they will coach you on exactly what you need to do. An example, for a six-month nutrition program, I tell you exactly what to eat. I tell you where to buy it from. I mean, I write down meal for meal what you need to eat, uh, where the best places to shop for it would be, what to order when you're eating out at a restaurant, exactly how to order it, You know, what restaurants would be better choices, If you're traveling, what you should bring with you in a suitcase, what you should bring with you in a carry-on bag, how you should order from a hotel if you're traveling, you know, all those details, what you should be drinking throughout the day, any vitamins, minerals, or supplements that you should be taking. It's it's not all on you. You know, you, you need assistance. You need support. You're having a red alert. Go and get the go get the help that you need. Don't try to do it alone. It, that's when it's going to get overwhelming because you're going to start reading and there's a lot of conflicting information out there. So you want to find someone who knows what they're doing and take that path and choose that path and stick with that path. For more information about the path to integrity training systems for a six-month nutrition program or for personal training, a free personal fitness assessment with any of our personal trainers, Take a look at IntegrityTrainingSystems.com or 636-299-2208 for nutrient-dense, gluten-free, dairy-free baked goods from my personal bakery delivered to your doorstep. Take a look at Sophie'sBakery.com. And for 100% grass-finished beef delivered to your door, take a look at FedFromTheFarm.com.
Welcome back, everybody. John and Debbie Morris with Integrity Training Systems on Real Talk 93.3. We've been talking about red alerts in the last segment and how to get yourself healthy, get yourself well, and to avoid those situations. And as we go into our last segment here, I'd like to talk about the concept of perfect health and where people might have that idea a little misconstrued and what it should actually mean to a person, but also how the idea of perfect health is so daunting that sometimes that's what actually creates a scenario where people don't uh, outrun a red alert or don't try to fix themselves after they happen because they think there's no way I could put the work in that is necessary to get myself well. So Debbie, what is something that you see regularly come in your door as far as nutrition goes and health and wellness is as to what people consider perfect health and how do you usually guide people into understanding your concept of perfect health? I think for the most part, you know, if you give someone a plan to follow in their opinion, if they have strayed even ever so slightly, I mean, even to the point to where maybe they're eating out at a restaurant and they know that there's bad oils in the food or bad, uh, you know, uh, seasonings or something like that. You know, a lot of times they think, well, I, I wasn't perfect, you know, and or when I first meet with someone, they they come in for a follow up. They'll say, I was only about 90 percent, but I was still 90 percent. And so my first question is like, well, what was the 10 percent? Like, what did you consider the 10 percent being you know, a mess up. Now, if someone's like, well, I just went ahead and ate like a whole entire cake because I saw it and it tasted good, then okay, well, that's a fun 10%, right. you know, but if it's someone who is like, well, you know, it just, I, I missed my timing, you know, one day or I did this and it's really just not that big of a deal. They've made up this story in their head that because they made that decision or they made this one, you know, sidestep over here that, that they're not perfect. And the concept of perfect eating is like physically impossible. Like even I have to basically eat clean with every meal that I eat. I mean, I, I, I don't have the option, but we went to one of our favorite restaurants in the area and the green beans, I asked no butter. I'm sorry. I have a dairy allergy. I have to have it cooked with olive oil. And I still ended up getting butter on it. And I was sick for two or three days. You know, I didn't do anything wrong. I asked for it, but it happened. But does that make me imperfect or not able to follow a plan? No, but I'll probably suffer the repercussions of having had that dairy for a couple days, maybe even a week. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're if you're trying to achieve perfection, you will be disappointed time and time and time and time again because there is no such thing as perfection. There there's there's no one way to eat. There's no one way that is the right way for proper nutrition. You'll 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 see people that'll really get hung up on a plant-based diet. I mean, really hung up. And it's like, that's the only way. Well, you don't know that. You yeah. have no idea how I feel on a plant-based diet. My face puffs up. I gain tons of weight on a plant-based diet. I feel horrible and tired and foggy all the time. I'm an O blood type. I need meat. Okay, now I know in your mind you think a plant-based diet is the only way, but that's not perfection. So you want to not try to achieve perfection. You want to try to achieve consistency. And there's also that concept that... You know, 
that that balancing means that you do have some off meals every now and again. And that the only way to truly be healthy is by having a little bit of an off meal here and there because it's just unhealthy to just always eat clean all the time. That comment or that concept truly makes me want to stab myself in the eyeball. I mean, if you want to have an off meal, have an off meal. If you want to have cake on your birthday, have cake on your birthday. If you're looking for a treat, have a treat and don't feel bad about it. Don't feel shame about it. Don't have regret about it. But do not for one minute try to convince yourself that you're going to be out of balance if you don't bring some bad food in every now and again. Because I can assure you, if your liver had a mouth and it could talk to you and your kidneys had the ability to communicate with you, they would both tell you, we're totally okay with you keeping chemicals, pesticides, sugars, high fructose corn syrup, and just absolute toxins out of your body. You're not imbalancing yourself in any way, shape, or form by bringing those ingredients in. But should you decide to do it, get right back on your healthy eating the next day and don't feel bad about it. I mean, I've said for years that uh, persistence should take place over perfection. That's but good. I've recently started saying perfection is in persistence. And it means the same thing. It's just a way of saying that if you looked for perfection 100% on, 100% of the time, within seven seconds of the window you're supposed to eat, within one gram of the caloric intake you're supposed to have, you know, never ever having a seasoning, that kind of thing, when you end up having something that you shouldn't, you're going to feel like a failure. And I've watched people do this. You know, I had a client at one point in time that lost like 180 pounds And I watched them from time to time consume things and they would absolutely beat themselves up over it. I mean, just completely tear themselves down. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know why I can't help myself. I don't know why I have to do that. And I'm talking like literally like, like bring themselves down for a couple of days, not just acknowledging it. And it's like, listen, you, you've lost 180 pounds. Like you're, you're actually lighter now than the weight that you've lost. I'm pretty sure that as long as you try to persist and get back to your health, you're going to be okay. Like it's actually unhealthy to beat yourself up like that. You're going to put yourself in a position where you're promoting less health in your body just by being that negative towards yourself. The negative thoughts aren't good for you. The stress isn't good for you. The idea that you're a failure isn't good for you, which then perpetuates more quote unquote failure in your mind when you do it again. You know, it's like just acknowledge that you had a slip up and or you built it in because you just wanted a piece of cake and then move forward, persist on. You know, the balance of health is a fascinating concept because we believe in balance. But if you ask people about Debbie's nutrition program, it's always fascinating how people are like, oh, well, she doesn't believe in off meals. She doesn't believe in cheat meals. She doesn't believe in having things. Meanwhile, we were on vacation last week with some of our trainers and two of our trainers who are in phenomenal shape and take their health very seriously, decide to share one piece of this like chocolate chip birthday brownie cake deal. Okay. They both take a bite of it. One of them is like chewing. The other one takes a bite. And the first one says, does that have a weird aftertaste to you? And the second one's like, yeah, a little bit. First one takes one more little bite and is like, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I can eat that. It's, it's just got a weird taste. Second one says, yeah, it's almost like dish soap. So Debbie's like, what? 
like this show, like that's not okay. You guys need to go get something else. Like just go ask them. I'm sure they switched out. And like, no, it's okay. You can tell they want to make a big deal of it. Well, Debbie, the quote unquote Nazi that will never let you have a cheat meal, picks the plate up and says, I'll take care of it. She goes in, has a very nice, sweet conversation with the person at the counter. They're like, oh my gosh, so sorry. Let's get you something else. And so it's just funny because it's like, everybody says, oh, well, she doesn't believe in that. Well, what she doesn't believe in is you paying her an amount of money to get yourself healthy and well, and you perpetually having things you shouldn't have and therefore interfering with the goal of which you've paid her to help you accomplish. That doesn't mean she thinks, oh, you can't have anything ever. It just means that if you're trying to lose 100 pounds or you're dealing with you know fatty liver disease, that you shouldn't drink alcohol every other day. You, you, know, you shouldn't be consuming wine every night, regardless of how good for you you think it is. You shouldn't be blowing three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, consuming whatever you want because it's not ultimately going to get you your health back, but it doesn't mean that she is judging you for what you're consuming and not being perfect. That's usually a projection of your own insecurity. Yeah. I mean, I've never really told anyone on Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, Easter, uh, 4th of July, your birthday, your daughter's birthday to not enjoy it. I do feel that there are healthier ways to make things. And I, I wrote five cookbooks for that reason because sometimes you can feel like dirt after you have those off meals and then you don't even enjoy the vacation. You don't even enjoy the birthday because you just end up feeling sick. So I would like to create a path to where you you could learn a healthier way to make things. But by all means, have something, but don't in your mind feel like you're balancing yourself by having that because you are bringing toxins into your body and you really do need to do whatever it takes to get those toxins worked back out. The best thing you can do for yourself is get back on a healthy eating plan that will naturally detox you. For more information on a six-month nutrition program with us at Integrity Training Systems, take a look at IntegrityTrainingSystems.com or give us a call at 636-299-2208. For gluten-free, dairy-free baked goods delivered to your door, take a look at Sophie'sBakery.com. And for 100% grass-fed beef, take a look at FedFromTheFarm.com. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless. In a world full of hate.